Good day. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's season two. It is. Season one is behind us. This is my favorite season. It is? Yeah. <laughs> season two? Uh-huh. Why? What do you mean, why? Yeah. Because it is. Oh. Well, why not season one? Well, at the time, season one was my favorite. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We have a jam-packed show today. Mm-hmm. We have a ton of cool music, mm-hmm. and Metal Mark mm-hmm. from The Vault and Audio Aggression is going to call in. Yes, he is. And we're going to chat with him for a while. Yeah, we are. He's going to be calling in any minute. Grim Dystopian here. Hello? Hello? Hi, ben? Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry? Yes. Can you hear us? Oh, Ben, it's Mark. Hey, Mark. How are you tonight? Oh, good, good, good. Uh, been looking forward to this interview, and uh, I'm sure you got a lot of questions, and <laughs> just go from there. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, we've been looking forward to it as well. Do you want to start from, I don't you've been doing this for over 27 years now? Yeah, um, actually, yeah. Well, what happened, this all started back in 1989. Um, me and a bunch of friend, friends of mine were hanging out at the college, you know, at the college of SUNY Oswego. Uh, they used to have a bowling alley there, and we used to hang out in the rec room. And I see that they had a radio station there, and they had metal shows there. So I, there was a sign on the wall. So I, um, so I walked down to, the, I walked to the studio. It was on the, it was in the basement of the building there. And I went in the studio, and I met a couple of students that were doing a metal show that, that, that night, and and that's where my relationship with that particular station began. Um, it used to be called WOSR uh, in 89, but then they finally, in, uh, then in 92, they finally got their FM FCC license, and they changed it. They're now known as WNYO. Mm-hmm. Okay. And... Um, so I hung out there with them the first, like, 89 up until around 91. And then in 92, I started, you know, having a more closer relationship with the station, got to know the students, and um, and uh, and then so I was I got to hang out with another DJ on his show, and we became good friends. And, um, and then what happened after that was... Uh, in the latter part of 92, early 93, the station was letting non-community volunteers or non-student volunteers from the community DJ at their station. Mm-hmm. And that's when my opportunity came in. I was like, because in order to be a DJ there before, you had to be a student there. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> my opportunity finally came where I wanted to be an actual DJ. And they were letting people from the community volunteer at, their, at the college station. Cool. So, like all the other like all the other students or like any other DJs, I had to take an FCC written exam, of course. And well, I flunked it. And I missed it by one point, but then I, I took it again. And then I passed it, and mm-hmm. then 
Then they trained me, and then um, as of Friday, June 5th, 1992, that was my first ever solo show of audio aggression. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so that's where that's where it all began, and um, and then I was there from June of '92 up until the summer of 2001. Wow. Where well, we ran into some problems during that year. Uh, <laughs> my marriage was on the rocks, and that's another story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and um, well. Since I was not a student there, you know, they had to put me on the security list to get into the building yeah. where the station was. And so I went up there as scheduled, and the general manager of the station at that time was supposed to put me on the security list for me to get in the building. Mm-hmm. Well, he never did. Mm. And it happened like three weeks in a row. Oh, wow. And after the third time, I was like, that's it. I'm done. So I, I even, I just... I got back in my now ex-wife's car and went back home, and without even saying goodbye or thank you to anybody, I just took off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so later that night, as I got came back home, I of course naturally I was upset, and I was pretty upset and all that, and so uh, I said I took a little break for a while and tried to recompose myself and. And then I uh, finally, and then, of course, with the Internet around that time, I decided to give it another shot. So I decided, well, I'm not going to go back there, so I just might as well just take it on the Internet. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So what I did was, I, when I first started doing the show back on the net, I did it totally on my own. I mean, like I'm doing it now, I'm doing it on my own again. Mm-hmm. But at that time for you techies out there if you remember back in the day if you only had, if you had a certain like when you wanted to run shoutcast yeah you were only allowed to have a certain number of listeners according to your connection rate mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i'm sure you guys know what i'm referring to yeah <laughs> yeah i remember and that. so I, I started out the show broadcasting in mono with no more than 10 listeners maximum wow <laughs> <laughs> And how technology has sure changed these days. All right, all right. <laughs> and um, so I, I was doing it on my own for a couple of years, you know, and uh, I did it for like a few years, and then I ended up joining a, an online station, which mm-hmm. was called Open Grave Radio. Oh yeah, I remember they that. They were a fil- yeah. Um, I was a DJ there, and then they were affiliated with Open Grave Records. Uh-huh. I was with them for a few years, and at that time. The owner at that time promoted me to become the general manager to handle the radio side of the you know of the business. So I took the reins for a while, and it, at first for a while you know it was fun, and I got to learn a lot of things. And but then the, after a while, the stress was kind of getting to me, and it was wearing me out, and mm-hmm. you know I, I got I got pretty burned out by it, and. So I ended up, I called the owner and I said, listen, man, I, I, I can't run this station anymore. It's getting to be too much. Mm-hmm. So that ended up getting folded. And then I was without a station again. <laughs> what and year was that? DJs, I'm sorry? What year was that? Uh, I believe that was 
around 2004, 2005, around that time. Okay. And um, so after Open Grave Radio folded, as well as Open Grave Records, um, of course, I went on another station, and one of the former DJs at Open Grave Radio decided to start another station, which became Brutal Existence Radio. And I was there at Brutal Existence Radio, let's see, I think it was there from like uh, 2008 up until two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not very good at dates, so please forgive me no, if fine. I'm not accurate here. I'm um, awful at dates, too. Yeah, same here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a DJ at Brutal Existence Radio for a while, and then, of course, you hear my voice doing all the promos and all that stuff that I was doing. All the promos, you know, commercial ads or whatever you want to call them at. Mm-hmm. And even some wacky skits that I, yeah. well, I still do skits even now. But <laughs> <laughs> And so I was doing that kind of stuff. And then, uh, well, the owner at that time, mysteriously, well, he, let's just say he kind of snuck out. And the station ended up in my lap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Quite frankly, I was not very happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Because it was like, here I am again. Now I'm running another station. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I ran it for a while, but then, and then up until uh, a couple, two, three years ago, I was like, <sighs> again, I was like, sorry guys, I, I can't, I'm not fit to run this station. I'd rather have someone else do this. But then, but. No one wanted to take. Nobody wanted to take over after I stepped down. So brutal existence real ended mm. two, about two, two and a half, two and a half, three years ago. And so then I, again, I'm without a station. Oh, I did forget to mention one thing. On during my time at brutal existence radio, mm-hmm. I was also on another station. I'm sure you, you guys probably know. I did a Christian metal show. And it was on a station called Blabber Jesus Radio. Really? And um, I, I usually like to call it white heat metal. It's kind of like what the Warhead used to say on Metallic Overdrive. Yeah. That, that's, that's how I got the term white heat was from him. Yeah. I, I stole some stuff from him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and, you know, kind of like um, the postman there, Mike, Mike Scribbins. Yeah. You know. I was going, you know, there's a Christian bookstore here in Fulton. I think I was the only dude here in Fulton that was buying, you know, the Christian, the extreme Christian metal bands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the lady looked at me like, you know, like, this kind of metal existed in, you know, in the Christian world. And I was like, <laughs> yes, they do. Right. <laughs> and, and, you, and you know how I found out about it? Was the Warhead. Oh, yeah? Yep, yep. If you remember... Him, and then he had another DJ in his show called The White Knight. Mm-hmm. They were playing those um, Christian bands, like Mortification, Believer, mm-hmm. which I still enjoy those bands. Yeah. I mean, I still... They're good bands. You know, to yeah. me, metal is metal. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was, I was just saying they're good bands. Yeah. I mean, to me, metal is metal. Whether it's Christian or if it's secular, um, I personally am not a black metal fan, but that's just me, yeah. you know? But I like the secular and Christian metal stuff. That's why, you know, I, I'm not afraid to play the White Heat bands. Right. You know, and if anyone gets offended by them, well, sorry. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I look at it this way. If it kick, if it kicks my ass, it's going to get played. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's a, 
That's a good. Uh, that's a good. Um, motto. Good motto. Yeah. <laughs> like we. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody's getting hung up on these labels, like. Oh, I don't listen to this band because they're, they're this, or I don't listen to this band because of their personal views or whatever. Mm. Just crank it, just crank it up, man. I mean, that's right. <laughs>
All right, that first band you heard was Charmer from Rochester, and the song we played was Thermals, and it is one of the 87 bands that Brian Mason is in. And <laughs> yes, and after that we heard Sutraline with Hounds of Everest, and they're from Buffalo. You know, back to the radio thing. You know, it was like I, I learned through the years. You know about you know. I mean, I've been in the metal since the late 70s. I mean, I, I started out in the late 70s hard rock stuff, you know, what they call hard rock back then. Mm-hmm. Even a lot of bands back then are re- now referred to as classic rock bands, of course. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's just take... All right, you're probably going to laugh if I'm going to say this. Remember, of course, you know REO Speedwagon, right? Yep. Okay. Remember when they first came out and how they used to really kick ass and it was all... It was all their sound was much heavier and harder. Yeah, in the beginning, yeah. Was Ario your gateway to metal? Uh, well, well, it was one of many bands. I mean, the early Ario was Ario, Kiss, yeah. Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, of course, Blue Oyster Cult. I could go forever. Yeah. I mean, you get the idea. Yeah, yeah. Ted Nugent, of course. Well, not the political Ted Nugent, but just Ted Nugent, the guitarist. Right. <laughs> Right. Man, I'm not a political guy. Is it? Yeah, that, that's another thing. Every, every, on Facebook, everyone, everyone with these politics. I know. They need to stop. It's like I have to scroll through Facebook every day. They're talking about Trump this or Trump that, blah blah blah. <laughs> I know. I know. We we try I mean, to avoid ridiculous. politics too. I just want to have fun. You know, I mean, I'm 56. I'm having I'm having as much fun now doing these shows more than anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I mean, it's my life. This is my, metal is my life. Yeah. And. It shows. And, you know, I mean, I overcame alcoholism and drug addiction and metal is my drug. Whether when I was partying back then or I'm sober now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's amazing. Because I've been sober now. Well, it, it, next year on July 4th, it'll be 30 years. 30 years I, I quit drinking, and quite frankly, I don't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> good for you. I mean, I had my fun, but I'm having more fun now without drinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's amazing. Yeah. I've overcome some demons. I mean, I still hit some bumps in the road now and then. I mean, I'm hanging in there. I'm still doing my thing. That's what matters. That's right. Yep. So I got a question for you. Okay. What? So we do like an hour sometimes hour and a half show a week and you do six hours a week which is and you've been doing it for over 27 years yeah that's really impressive that you're doing it Uh two days a week every week um what goes into show prep um okay show prep well it's pretty simple Uh, actually um well for the vault basically i'll go through Let's talk about the Melmark's Vault first. Um, I'll go through either my collection, you know, to dig out some old CDs, uh-huh. and and you know, and then put together a playlist or the demo stuff. Either I'll, reg- I have um, that cassette to MP3 uh, transfer device. It's like a Walkman. Yeah. Yep. And you plug it into your computer, and I'll take a demo, and then I'll transfer, you know, the recording from the tape onto the hard drive. Yep. And so 
that's how I prepped the vault, basically. I mean, just going through my old stuff and plus um, old stuff that, you know, um, if, if I get submissions from, like like uh, reissues. Uh, there's a lot of, of course, you know, reissues are so popular now, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And so I get a lot of reissued stuff from the labels that send me promos. So I deal with that as well. So the vault, basically, I, I just go through my old stuff and and any old stuff that I received in my email, or sometimes I'll go online and if I see like a rare out of print demo, yeah, I'll, I'll probably you know grab that and and throw, you know just add that to the list. <laughs> and um, now for audio aggression, uh, that's basically it's all new music, and mm-hmm. I've been. I'm blessed and fortunate enough that um, I'm affiliated with uh, labels and pr- promotion agencies that they, they send me in their material like every week. Uh-huh. I mean, you should see my inbox every week. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And I mean that in a good way. Uh-huh. And I get so many submissions from the labels and promotion agencies. And it's only a three-hour program. So what I try to do is I pick... 25 submissions and then the two songs the other two will be just you know Sadis and Omen yeah oh and, and the Saxon Wheels of Steel that I always throw in on the Saturday show as well and so 28 songs all together mm-hmm. and so that's basically Audio Aggression is basically a showcase for new for new metal pretty much yeah. stuff that's either out now or that's going to be coming out and I'm very blessed and fortunate that um, I'm hooked up with the labels and the promotion agencies that send me their material to play for you guys every week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and with the holidays coming up, I'm sure you're going to have quite a holiday list coming up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Metal Claus will come to your house. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. I don't know if you have a chimney there in that building, but no. <laughs> we'll so figure I could, it out. I just, huh? I said, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Here's some rumbling upstairs. What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> Must be metal claws. <laughs>
first song was off of the brand new Oro Druin. It was called Forsaken and Oro Druin is going to be playing at the Montage tomorrow night, October 29th with Last Days of the Sun, Invictra and the Legendary Pentagram. Yep. Looking forward to that. Yeah, and um, that's another local band for us. They're from Rochester. Yes. So. Or Druin is. not Pentagram. Not Pentagram. <laughs> um, and then after that was a lovely death metal band from the Czech Republic, Anime Torment, and the song we played was Across the River. So, yeah, audio aggression basically now is it's just a, a, a new music showcase type program. Uh, before, it used to be a mixed format of old and new stuff, mm-hmm. but but now... These days, there's so much new metal coming out. It, it's yeah, it, it's it's crazy, and I but I mean that in a good way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and another thing about me and my selection of preparation of playlist, I'm I'm very selected. I don't. Uh, I'm gonna say this, and it might offend some people. I don't like metalcore. Yeah. And I don't like new metal. Yeah. And you metal. Yeah. Okay. I'm an old school guy. Yep. I'm an old school guy. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah, you know, and I, I just—I mean, no offense to—I mean, hey, you—you know, you like what you like. I'm not, I mean, I'm—I'm I'm not the type to to make fun of people for what they listen to. Yeah. You know, everyone likes what they like, and that's fine. You know, and like that's like with me. You know, me listening to both secular and Christian metal, I can live with that because I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, and but. Anyway, uh, so that's basically how I, I prep the shows, you know, like the vault is just basically going through my old stuff and some stuff maybe on, I find on the net or I'll take 
some cassettes that I got here, and I'll transfer them onto the computer, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool, actually. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. And oh, and I want to backtrack to my college st- station years. I used to do longer than six hours. Really? Wow. Yeah, I used to... You remember how Warhead used to do six hours from 11 o'clock till 5 in the morning yeah. on his show? Yep. Well, there have been nights where I would start like at 10 and got done at 6 in the morning. Wow. That's... I mean, I... And the college kids thought I was nuts. Yeah. I think you but, were. But I love doing radio. <laughs> and, you know, they thought... They looked at me like, you're going to stay here all night long? And I was like, yeah, why not? No one else is going to fill in. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. You know, they all looked at me like I was nuts. And I was like... Well, you want my therapist phone number? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway. Do you have any recordings of that old stuff? I'm sorry? Do you have any recordings of that old stuff? Um, Yeah, I do have some MP3s from a a few shows from back in the 90s. That's cool. Um, And I also have... I also have a whole bunch of, well, I used to do interviews on my show, but I stopped doing it because I, I, I just wanted to focus on the music. I used to do a, uh, I used to do a fanzine too. Oh yeah? I used to do, I, yeah, I did a couple of metal fanzines back in the day. One was called Into the Void. Uh-huh. And, um, that was with a friend of mine who lives in Oswego and, um, and one of the coolest interviews I ever did was with Mr. Ronnie James Dio. Oh, nice. Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> that was, let me tell you, I, you, talk, you talk about you guys being starstruck when you do interviews with musicians and all that. I was really starstruck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I bet. Yeah. And with talking to Ronnie, Ronnie and I, well, the thing, here's, you know, it worked out that day that I was the last interview on his uh, schedule. And we talked for over an hour. I mean... That's cool. It, it was just amazing. I, mean, I kept asking, I said, do you have an interview? He's like, no, we can go as long as we want. So... <laughs> that's cool. But that's when he was... Pro- at the time, he was promoting uh, the Angry Machines album. Oh, yeah. Mid-90s? And, uh, 96 so, yeah, or he was, he was doing um, the interviews for that, and... The, their label called me up. I, you want to interview Ronnie? I was like, "Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> set me up." <laughs> That's cool. And then another, some other interviews I've done through the years. Uh, Bruce Dickinson. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, well that was when he was during his uh, solo phase mm-hmm. after he left Maiden. Mm-hmm. And then wait, that, who's I that? Date. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who's that? Just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> ben, ben will get even with you later. No, just kidding. <laughs> Which foot do you want, JP? Left or right foot? No, just kidding. <laughs> For those of you who don't, don't know what we're talking about, listen to episode six of their podcast. Um, wow. <laughs> You know our catalog anyway, better than um, we do. Uh, huh? I said, you know our catalog better than we do. <laughs> well, my mom has always told me, ever since I was a kid, I have a good memory. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, 
Yeah, I, I talked to Bruce Dickinson. I talked to Dave Murray. Um, I got to talk to Corson from Bathory. Oh, that's cool. Before he passed away, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Man when Man of War came to Oswego to do a mini warm up thing before they went to Europe back in '93, mm-hmm. and I got them to do uh, some. Sta- I didn't interview them, but I got them to do a couple station IDs. Oh, Eric. Yeah, Eric was the one. Yeah, I, th- and I think I, I did I tried to get him to read the whole sentence, but the, the thing was, the guys have been doing shots of whiskey all night during <laughs> their set. <laughs> so he couldn't he couldn't read the whole thing. Well, I'm sure you've heard it, so yeah. you know what he said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, battle rules, yeah! <laughs>
That first song you heard was Etching Obscurity by Frostbite from Canada. We actually had the pleasure of seeing them live with Bane in Rochester, and it was a fantastic show. Mm -hmm. After that was Severance with Dying Aspirations, and that is a Severed Records release. Wake up, Barrett. Wake up. So, Mark, question. Do you play guitar or anything? Uh, yes, I play. Yeah, I play guitar. Um, oh, I'm just more of a rhythm guitar player. I'm not really. A, I'm not a shredder or a solo guy. Or I just like strumming a few chords. Uh-huh. You know, some power chords, and you know, I just like jamming out. But I'm not. I never wanted to be in a band or anything like that because I just, you know, because. Well, you know from experience, you know, when you're in a band, you know, you got so much stuff you have to deal with. Yeah. And, you know, dealing with personalities and oh, yeah. you may or may not get along with them uh-huh. <laughs> all that all that stuff. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. uh, you've been, you know, you, you know, you know from personal experience, so. <laughs> yeah, I do. I remember. I'm sure you've got a lot of wild stories about the bands you were in as well. I mean. <laughs> yeah, there's some stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another show, though. It is, yeah. <laughs> um. I do have, I think I yeah I, I know I told you a while back I do have one of your old band CDs there the the Abysmal Fall. That's the one with the Candlemas cover on it. Oh yeah yeah. Yeah, um, your drummer sent that to me. Huh. Let's. Well, uh... Yeah, the fact that he used to hang out at um, he used to hang out in the chat room back when I was at Brutal Existence Radio. Oh yeah. And he was, he was you know he's trying to promote the band and all that. Huh. Was it Shane? Oh, Shane. Was that Shane? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Shane. Yeah. yeah, he used to come in the chair room. Boy, he, he's a crazy dude, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he was. <laughs> I mean, but anyway, yeah, he used to hang on the chair room, and, and he heard about my show, and he sent me the CD, hmm. and just went from there. Hmm. That's cool. And, and now, and I didn't realize that, that, you know the intro on your podcast? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I almost forgot that that was from your CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're uh, the one. W- you're the only person that knows that, or that has ever <laughs> yeah. asked, "What is that stuff?" <laughs> yep. Except, yep. I, the other and um, the guy talking about Commander Giblet—that's from another project yeah, I was, did. <laughs> oh, cool. <Yeah. laughs> okay, that's cool. And then, what was the other one that was kind of like a doom, death doom there? Um, it's like, that was from another project called The Orphan and the Widow. Oh, okay, it, cool. It was kind of like a black metal doom kind of project. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to look that up the other day. I was trying to figure out what song is that. It sounds so familiar. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad. No, I appreciate you telling me that because I, I didn't. To be honest, I really didn't know. So, no, well, no, you're um, the only one that's asked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I'm a, I'm a grim head. You are. <laughs> oh boy. That, that doesn't sound right, does it? <laughs> the grim head. <laughs> hey, you got a lot of grim heads out there now. <laughs> well, we hope so. Pe- people, people wearing your shirts and yeah. at shows now and all that. And yeah, it's fun. We appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. You guys get to you guys get to hit as many shows as you can. I mean, well, depending on your work schedule, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard during the week, but we try to get to as many as we can. 
Yeah. Right. The, yeah, this, that's, that's great. That's awesome. You guys are definitely dedicated and true metal diehards for sure. I mean, uh, where I live, <laughs> where I live, um, let's see, we got cover bands. <laughs> And not really much. No. <laughs> <laughs> Rochester's always had a great metal scene there. And, yeah. and I know Buffalo has as well. Yeah. And even Syracuse, too. Where I live, I live here in Fulton. And mm. um, not too much around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to go to Syracuse for that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, you have to go to, you have to, go to the big cities. Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo, and yeah. New York City. I like New York City, but it's too far away for me. I, I, I that's just that takes forever to get there. <laughs> yeah, that's a trip. How did how did you meet up with those guys like uh, Kevin uh, Hell Preacher? Um, Kevin and Hell Preacher, I met through Brutal Existence Radio. Okay. Um, and they're both great guys, and yeah. they're both very dedicated. And you know, Hell Preacher, especially with his two shows, you know, Merciless Onslaught and. Yeah. And and the black his black metal show Black Onslaught two two great shows yeah. I mean it's I mean if, I know you had some black metal listeners if there's any black metal listeners checking this out I highly recommend Black Onslaught it's yeah. on once a month on the full moon of the calendar uh, which you have to check and you get two hours sometimes three hours of just straight up black metal pretty much yeah. I mean. I, I'm, but Hell Preacher, I mean, man, that that dude's a diehard. I mean, I'm personally a, I a big I a black metal fan, and uh, oh yeah, he's a huge black metal fan. I, I really, I try to, I try to listen to his shows when they come out, and uh, I really, they're really good, really enjoy them. Uh, yeah, 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 they're they're awesome, man. He, he does a great job, and and and, and Keb, you know, Keb's another diehard. I mean, like when he does, when he do, he uh, does Crestfallen. It's all, you know, Doom, Sludge, and Stoner Rock. Yep. Uh, oh, he loves that stuff. He's a huge fan of those particular subgenres. And and then, of course, his other show, The Thrash Can, yep. which is Thrash, Death, Power Metal, and other subgenres of metal. And it's, it's a great mix, too. So, um, very dedicated. Yeah. Very dedicated and uh, very passionate, you know, like I am. Yeah. You know, with my shows, too. So... And um, they're great guys. I'm, I'm I'm glad to be friends with them and associated with them. Yeah, they seem like great guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All three of you. Oh, we have a ball. Huh? All three of you do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks. You know, we, oh, we have a ball in the chat room. Oh, the, the things we talk about, I can't even talk about them on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. You, oh, we joke around on that chat room. Believe me, <laughs> I may be doing a radio show, but man, we, oh, we're raising hell in that chat room. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that. So yeah, it's they're, they're great guys, and I, I I love them, you know, and and they're yeah. What else there to say? They're just, they're just amazing people. Mm. So do you have a? Uh... Do you have, like, a favorite concert experience? You know, there's been so many shows I've been through, been to since the early 80s, but I think probably the mo one of the most memorable ones, I think, w which would be considered a double headliner now, that was Judas Priest and Iron Maiden together. Mm. That was the number, of, it was the, um, the Streaming for Vengeance tour. Oh, wow. 
and uh, Priest was promoting Vengeance, and Iron Maiden was promoting uh, Number of the Beast. Bruce had just joined the band at that time. Oh, that's amazing. And that was a great show. I mean, that was probably... That was the ultimate heavy metal show I went to in my, you know, all these years.
that first track was Devener Never Divine. Lovely black metal band out of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So Justin Vallis over at Vargas Records mm-hmm. um, sent that over to us mm-hmm. to play. And Devener actually has an album coming out. I believe it's scheduled to be released November 16th if everything is still on track. Awesome. Yeah, so we'll be checking that yeah. out for sure. Yeah, definitely. And then after that, we heard Sixth Age from Ecuador, and the song we played was Justified Genocide. Let me ask you something. You ever had a colonoscopy? <laughs> well. <laughs> Depends who you well. ask. <laughs> <laughs> Not by a doctor. I don't mean the, br- I don't mean the brown toe colonoscopy. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Then no, he hasn't. No. <laughs> a real one. No, no. <laughs> let, let, me, let me just say this. It's not as bad as you think it is. No. No. Or first of all, you know, you get in there. Well, the, the first of all, you, you got to drink that that god awful chemical the night before. Uh-huh. And of course, you better make sure you got plenty of toilet paper and take it from there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you have to drink this stuff like every fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. And. And yes, it does taste awful, <laughs> but there's a secret. If you chug it really fast, uh-huh. it won't phase you a bit. Anyway, so the next morning, my mom takes me up. I, I had it done at the Swigo Hospital, and they prepped me up. You know, they got they put me on the IV and all that, and then and then then I met the guy that was going to do the procedure and and explained to me what they were. You know, of course, I knew what they were going to do, uh-huh. but and. Yeah, and I got to meet. He had uh, it was the doctor and um, some college kids that were training to, you know, to be medical students. You know, they were pretty cool. You know, they, they noticed my long hair, and they're like, "You must be." One of the kids was like, "Are you in the metal?" I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yes, I am." <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was a cool thing. And then they put me out, and then ten minutes they did did the thing. Then woke up ten minutes later. It was all done. Mm. No pain. Nothing. Well, that's good. So, it's a pain-free experience. It really is. But, the only, like I said, the only bad part is you got to drink that god-awful chemical the night before. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, for my friends fifty and over, get a colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> And not a brown toe colonoscopy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those are no fun. (laughs) There's no blackout drugs with those. You don't get a sedative for that. You just get the fucking toe right in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) Episode six, six kids, listen to the podcast. You want, you want to, I tell you, when I... When you shared that story, when you guys shared that story on your show, I literally rolled on the floor. <laughs> I was in tears. <laughs> I mean, I never laughed so hard. I mean, I couldn't stop for like 15... I, I was laughing for nonstop for 15 minutes. And I, and I thought I was going to hyperventilate. <laughs> so now if I need a really good laugh, I'll listen to that particular part of the podcast. That's awesome. <laughs> And then Fifi was talking about the other night there something about the seizure thing, oh, yeah. I guess, or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
You scared Fifi, Ben. I know. <laughs> he really did. I'm just glad he didn't throw your foot out the window, Fifi. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he just about did. That's, that's going to happen one of these times. I, I, could just, I could just see now the Rochester police show up. Oh, what's this foot doing here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 what's, this, what's this brown stuff on this toe? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. How long do you plan on going with the vault and audio aggression? Is that forever? I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going permanent. Yeah, no plans to stop. Yeah, I just just gonna keep going. I mean, I love my, this. This is my life. I mean, that's awesome. I don't see myself doing anything else. I mean, I may be, you know, it's like I said, I'm, I may be disabled, but I, I treat this like it's work. Yeah. It, it's obvious. It's obvious how passionate you are about it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, I could do this. I mean, if I wanted to, I could record just record the shows. But, but you know what? I just like doing it live because it's just it's the in the moment type thing for me. I just, you know, because the thing is, if I record it, you know, and then people are just gonna, be, you know, I don't know. If, I don't know if they'll listen if I just record it. Yeah. So that's why I do it live. Yeah, that's. I think it's different live. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know, and it's live, uncensored. I mean, there's no restrictions. Yep. You know, I mean, there's, <laughs> you know, unpredictable moments. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just, I love doing the shows live. I, I'm going to keep doing the shows as, as long as I'm breathing. That's great. I mean, and we'll, yeah. We'll I keep mean, listening. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. And I just—if we don't catch it live, we know, listen to it after the fact. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you can't catch it live, that's that's fine. I see. That's the thing. I understand it. Not everyone can, not everyone could come listen live because it's the weekend. You know, people going out or doing their thing. Yeah. And that's why I made the podcast available for you guys. You know, for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So they can listen at their own time, on their own convenience. Yeah. Definitely a great, you know, and great resource. So technically, I guess you could say it's like a twenty-four hour station almost. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you have a you have a ton of hours in in the Mixcloud archive. There's a ton of oh yeah, ton yeah. Of music there, and much more to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just amazing. I mean, I, I'm glad you guys dig it, and uh, we love it. You know, in fact, I got this Saturday show already prepped, and I got. Well, I'll be working on after I get done with the interview. I'm going to work on Friday the Volt, the this week's Volt as well. We're looking forward to it. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Fifi asked me earlier something about mentioning a couple new releases you guys might want to check out. Okay, um, the first release I want to mention: there's this killer new old school death metal band out of Texas. They are known as Cemeterian, spelled C-E-M-E-T-A-R-I-A-N. Mm-hmm. This features members of Blasphirian and a former member of Warmaster. Mm. Another great Texas old school death band. Yep. They just recently released their debut demo called Tomb of Morbid Stench. <laughs> and it's just an amazing, killer old school death demo. It's just I mean, if you love the early '90s old, you know, old school death, you're gonna love these guys. Awesome. Yeah. And, and um, you can give them a like at facebook.com/cemeterian. 
the U.S. digital version is available at their Bandcamp. You can order it there on their Bandcamp page, which is cemeterientx.bandcamp.com. And then it will also be out in Europe on a label called Unholy Domain Records. So I've, I've been listening. It's only a three-song demo, but let me tell you what. Oh, it's just, it crushes. And Very cool. I, I hope that, you know, eventually later on, I hope they can do a tour, maybe come through, you know, maybe through New York, you know, maybe Rochester maybe. Because I tell you that you guys would like it. Yeah, and I and I know a lot of the old school deathheads in Rochester would like them too. Yeah, believe me. Yeah, there's and, there's a lot of fans here that that like that old school stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, it, Rochester's kid, Rochester and Buffalo Buffalo are both kind of like my second homes when it comes to shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Because I because I used to I used to go to the arcade, you know, years ago. Uh huh. And. I love that place, and now it's called what Lake Cider. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I, I see that they had there was an ad that they got a big Ford tribute show coming up. Yeah, yeah, they do. The big, I saw that too. I was like, I was like, one of the, you know, they're gonna start having some metal in there. Why don't they just, if they had a guy in there that they could book the shows and bring bring the shows back? I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But yeah, it is what it is. But back then. It was awesome. Yeah. It totally was awesome. It was. It was. You know, and and it's like, you know how on one of your early episodes you mentioned about how you reminisce about, about back in the day about when you you bought certain records at certain, you know, record stores like Heavy Metal Records in Webster right. or the old Lakeshore uh-huh. on Lake Ave. Yep. And in fact, um, the fir- my first... Rochester purchased metal that I bought was King Diamond's Abigail on vinyl at the old Lakeshore. Mm. That's cool. When Ron and Jackie Stein were running the place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's... Well, that was my first purchase ever at Lakeshore was that album. I still have the album. And and it's still in the shrink, shrink ramp as well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I heard about King Diamond when I was visiting my dad out in Seattle. Uh-huh. There was a metal radio show in Seattle, and I heard, you know, King Diamond's Abigail. I was like, I was like, holy shit, this is, I love this. I, I gotta get this album. Yeah, yeah. So when I came back home here in Fulton, me and my friend, we went to Lakeshore, got in the car, drove from Fulton to Rochester, and I bought the album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's still great all these years later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad I got to see him at the arcade uh, back in '97 there with Overdose. Oh yeah, and some other local band. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. That, that was a great show. Yeah. Did Did you see uh, Did you see the guy dressed up as Jesus with the cross walking in there that night? Uh, I don't remember that. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Some guy, some dude dressed up as Jesus. And walked in there with a with a huge wooden cross <laughs> attached to his back. <laughs> That's funny. But I think the show was like just before Halloween. Uh-huh. It was in October of that year. Huh. Yeah, I don't remember. So that. I think I don't know <laughs> if it was a Halloween thing or if it was just someone being a wise ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But but um that night uh, at Merciful at the Merciful Fate show, I got to interview Overdose backstage at the arcade. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah, so they were great guys. They're they're really cool guys. In fact, they're they're back together now. I heard that. Yeah, I was surprised. And they reissued up. They uh, been reissuing some of their old stuff too. Mm-hmm. So I got so I got so many memories to share with you guys. But <laughs> we'll have to do a part two. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Or we can do a Mark James segment on occasion, where you can pop in sure. to the episodes <laughs> if you like. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I, no, of course I'll check with you guys beforehand. I don't want to, I don't want to step on anyone's toes here, so. <laughs> There's no toes. <laughs> <laughs> Only brown ones. <laughs> <laughs> that was not intentional. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I swear to God, dude, that's not intentional. <laughs> oh right. my God. All right, before we let you go, let's talk about your second new release. Oh, yeah. The second selection is this amazing death thrash band from Chile. They are known as Ripper. And they have a new EP out on Unspeakable X Records called Sensory Stagnation. And you can check them out online at facebook.com forward slash Ripper Chile official. And you can also order the album digitally by going to unspeakablexrecords.bandcamp.com. It's a great mixture of technical death thrash kind of reminds me of old of Sadis in some part in some parts mm-hmm. you, you just have to listen and take it from there very cool we, but, uh, we can't wait to listen to these these two bands y- yeah yeah I said yeah you, you got the file so yeah. yeah check those out and uh, I, I think you're gonna be blown away when you hear them yeah, <laughs> yeah very cool thanks for sharing if, if if Steve Peck or, or Oz can get them to come to Rochester, That'd be great. I am there in a heartbeat. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. Um, well, thank you so much for being on. We really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Thank you for inviting me. You guys are awesome. Uh, you, you guys have a great podcast. Thanks. You know, very entertaining. Thank you very much. Um, we love your show, too. Lo- love the interviews. Uh, by the way, when we get big shout horns up, to Gord Kirchen, love your brother, <laughs> and get in touch with me. I, I want to order those dog with jobs reissues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool. It's good stuff. Yeah. So, um, well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate you guys. Um, thank you. And anytime you want to chat, you know where to reach me as usual. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, same. Thank you so much. Same here, and uh, nope. we look forward to, to listening to your shows this weekend. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, take care. All right, have a good one. Bye.
that was a nice chat. Yeah, yeah, nice chat. My favorite part of doing this podcast um, is all the relationships that we're building mm-hmm. with really cool people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of learning about people and, I don't know, their stories. Yeah. Even pe- We all have yeah. stories. Even, like, the people that we know or thought we knew well, that we've been friends with for years or whatever, we've had them on the show. We Always learn something yeah, new. it's very cool. Yeah. yeah. So... Just a reminder, the last two songs we played are actually Metal Mark's picks. Um, Cemeterian from Texas and Ripper from Chile. Good stuff. Thank you for that, Mark. And Cemeterian with Tomb of Morbid Stench and Ripper, The Unreal. Yeah. Um, Speaking of morbid stenches, (laughs) we went to a really cool show on Saturday. Yeah, we went to a black metal show. Yes. Um, at the Bug Jar, yeah. Crimson Edge, Viral Tyrant, and Bludgeonman, Murum, and Sekhme. Sekhme. Yes. From Czech Republic. Yes. Uh, the music was cool. Yeah. Very cool. It was. Um, you had a good time. Yeah. Someone, it smelled like somebody had taken their clothes, put, mm-hmm. put them in a cat box that hadn't been changed for six months and let them bake in there for a few days and then popped them them on and headed to the bug jar. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That was rough. Like my eyes were watering. Um, I might have had a gag or two. Like it was... A gag. It was was thick. (laughs) Yeah. It was thick. It was. Um, but, so we went with the only Juan at the show. Uh, we had a ton of fun. We We had a really fun time, but I had like a monumental moment at that show. Mm -hmm. I started my first mosh pit. It must've been the essence. (laughs) Empowered me. Well, so... Juan was like center stage up front. So I thought, of course I asked your permission because I want you to be prepared to, for somebody to slam into yeah. me and not get upset, yeah. right? Because um, you're a little protective of me. I'm a delicate rose. <laughs> um, so I thought I would be safe, like just ramming into Juan, mm-hmm. but he rammed me yeah. back. Which is what I should have expected, but I guess I didn't. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he knew. He didn't know it was me. And I don't think he ever would have expected it to be me. Um, Yeah, but it was a lot of fun. So I started my first mosh pit. And I had a really fun time. It was was fun. Yeah. We got to catch up with um, Chris Bowen. And we officially met Juan's brother, Alex, finally. We see him at shows. and Yeah, it was was a good show. Weird, it's always weird to me, we talked about this, when Oz isn't working. Yeah. Like, it just seems a little off uh-huh. to me. Like, how dare uh, him? He's not allowed to take vacation. Yeah. Or days no. off. Like, <laughs> get your ass to the bug jar. <laughs> Let's wrap up. All right. It's a wrap. We're going to end the episode with Streams of Blood from Germany, and the song is Detox. Detox. <laughs>
That first song you heard was the first song on your earballs. <laughs> so here we are, season two. Yeah, Pretty incredible. It's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs>